Hello, and welcome back to Calculated Absurdity Podcast with your hosts, Peter, Elias, and Tom. You can listen to a new episode every Wednesday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Amazon Music. Make sure you go back and listen to our earlier episodes, and if you want to hear more, make sure to follow. You can also find us on Instagram at Calculated Absurdity, Twitter at Calc Absurd Pod, and on Facebook. Real quick, with, with this opening... Grammatically, you can't start a sentence with "and," can you? Uh, let me just. I, I think go back I think it's one of those grade. that they they told us not to when we were in school, and since then, some of those rules have changed. Where technically you can, you're just not meant to do it. Uh, like I don't know, repeatedly. One one thing like my boss does a lot is for a run on sentence like this, he'll do a comma and then "and," and I'm like, I don't think you're using that comma correctly. I think it's supposed to be a semicolon. Right. I think so too, right? Because it's basically, it's it's the same sentence, but it's two different thoughts. Yeah. It's what the semicolon's for. The way I was told is if you can read each sentence separately and it yeah. still makes sense, semicolon. Yeah. yeah. But if you need the first sentence in order to f- fulfill the second sentence, it's a comma. Yeah. Merriam-Webster says it's fine. Really? Uh, to, start with, to start a sentence with and? Yeah, apparently. Yeah. It's perfectly acceptable to begin a sentence with and, as well as doing so with words such as but or or. Using and at the beginning of a sentence has been a practice for over a thousand years. What? Uh. I don't know. I want to say that that must have been our version of the word like, where in that time when we were at school, they were like, stop, stop starting with every sentence with and. And this, and then that, and then this, and then that. So they started just saying, you can't do that. I have to imagine, and I really hope that there are rules now being taught in school to minimize the use of the word like. The same way in speech classes, they try to get you to stop pausing as much or to stop saying, uh, as you're giving your presentation. Did anybody take a speech class? No. Oh, actually, I did. A speech class specifically? No. Oh, Okay. Like on how to talk or giving speeches? Uh, I, both. How to talk when giving a public presentation. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I took I one, but I did not know. Hmm. Okay. Are we cutting all of this or are we? No, no, no. This is, like this part, this. This is, this yeah. is part of this. It's only been three <laughs> minutes. It's like whatever. That, well, I don't know. You, I didn't know if your intro thing was. Okay. Anyway, we're in. It's great. We're back we in. Are. Elias <laughs> had a funny voice on the intro. Yeah, I got to mix it up a little bit, make it a little exciting. Right after saying you want to read it verbatim off of the... Exactly. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I got to make that, it exciting. That was his okay. riffing. Was I'm, glad to, give, I'm glad to know it was premeditated. Voice. Sometimes I think you just get nervous, and then you just it, it hit whatever voice comes out. Well, I added it in. It's where my voice started going, so I followed that track, <laughs> and it led that's, its way there. That's what this episode is going to be all about, is internet wormholes. Following the trail of Ooh, dopamine, yeah. who's got a topic that they recently got sucked into? Not all at once. Fucking hoof trimming videos. Oh, I don't know how. Every time, dude. You know, I feel like it popped up on my feed somehow. Also, because I sure as shit would not have gone out of my no. way to look that up. Absolutely, but, but I definitely watched a bunch of those videos. Yeah. Yes. Like, you just sit there, and you watch, like, hours of them, and next thing you know, you're like, it's 2 a.m., and I'm like, I need to put my phone down, but this next one looks 
fucking gross, and I need to watch it. Uh, yeah, I, donkeys are by far the worst. Really? Donkeys over cows or horses? Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't know if I want to go down that rabbit hole. <laughs> you got a link? You do. I don't have a link, but it, will be that, it won't take that long to, for me to find one if anybody donkey wants to riff. Donkey yeah, like, trimming. Here we go. Donkey Just hooks don't will actually curl donkey show. back up at you. I feel bad for these guys. Yeah, horses do the same thing with their hooks. Oh, but like the, the donkeys look terrible. Donkeys, oh. look, Yo, donkeys that thing go like, much faster. So if they are neglected as long as what you see in some of those horse ones, they're properly spun all the way around. Oh, I didn't even realize like horses had theirs grow like that too. Never mind. Mm-hmm. I guess they're the same. They, they can, yeah, if they're if they're neglected <laughs> no. and not free range. Not, not to not to sound like an asshole, but like the, I mean, at least like the the first like second of this video just looks funny because they look like they're wearing one of those uh, like Holland clogs shoes. Those wooden. What's it called? Clogs. Vlogs. Clogs. Yep. C L O G S, I think. Clogs. Yeah. yeah, like clogging the toilet. Yeah, that's what it looks like. It looks so painful, though. Man. Have you guys ever trimmed a hoof before? No. no. Have you? Yeah. Oh, I lived on a farm. How was it? <laughs> I, I, Dude, I, I use a toilet every day. <laughs> so, so does a bunch of other people, but some people still don't know how to plunge toilets. So, there's that. Yeah, add more water and hope the pressure pushes it down. <laughs> <laughs> Don't actually do that. Use a fucking plunger. Also use a bidet. Get you a cheap a one on Amazon. Yeah. You like it? Yeah. No, it's great. Cleans it up nicely. <laughs> you don't have to use as much toilet paper. You just use it to like pat it dry. I feel like we talked about this already once before. Um, I highly recommend it because honestly, going going to like public restrooms and realizing that i have to wipe with this like terrible toilet paper multiple times not it, it crosses my mind how not exciting that is like i actually kind of dread it now i feel like i'm just asking for trouble to introduce that into a house with toddlers in it oh yeah possibly yeah i mean i could 3d print you a lock for <laughs> it <laughs> but yeah you can you can actually get some really cheap retrofit ones you know um they're as cheap as like 20 bucks they just they just hook up to the the water line on your your toilet um and then they get installed under the lid it's uh it's fairly inexpensive and nice I i'm not it. opposed to it i'm not opposed to it i know that i i don't remember where but i know that i had landed at a spot once that had one and i i had to hit it just to find out yeah uh, i was not perfectly lined up so that you know mm. took away from the appeal i guess of it yeah but uh, okay, yeah. Horse hooves. And um, yeah. Speaking of rabbit holes, I feel like the the most stuff I, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. But the stuff that I get sucked into is like researching products. Like I'll, I'll spend like hours, if not like days, before I make a decision on certain things. Uh, I just to make sure I like get a the best thing. Normal thing. I, don't I do know. exactly the same thing, dude. I don't. No, I don't think not. that's normal, man. I think. I think a lot of people just buy shit. They don't really think twice about it. They look at the oh. reviews. They're like, "Oh, three thousand. Okay. I mean, I'll do that sometimes, but I don't know if I'm about to throw down like fifty bucks or more or something on something. I I'd like to do some more research. Actually, uh, that's that's a good question or thing. What what is your threshold of 
a comfortable purchase. Oh, comfortable. Well, I thought you were going to say like, for research. I was going to say my threshold is higher than 50 bucks because I do I, not do or, research like or you that guys too. do. I think it depends because whatever, depending on what I'm buying, I, I look at it as a time investment. So, I mean, even if it's like a hundred bucks, if I know it's going to last like, I don't know, years, then sure, I guess. I started getting I, I better about looking at it that way uh, in the last, I don't know, five years or so. Yeah. It uh, makes the investment my, my worthwhile. Argument, you're, you're buying a, you're, you might, you're probably going to end up spending more for a quality product that's going to last way longer than anything else um, and give you a better quality standard i guess over the period of time that you'll have it so i guess my um, argument before that in my head was always like if i didn't absolutely need it right now i probably don't need it in the future that's a that's a good argument to make if you're if you're trying to like save money yeah it's a very sensible argument it's very yeah it is but but then i would put it in terms of time of like how am i am i making this purchase for a one-off need or is this something that i'm actually going to use and it's going to last me for the next let's say a year and i'm going to use it i don't know every other day i don't know what this fictitious thing is right now i feel like this is any tool any tool yeah so then i would say all right well then if i'm if i'm going to make my 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 life easier i'm going to save this much time technically i don't need it but is it worth spending a hundred bucks to use it this much yeah my threshold for a comfortable purchase is probably, I don't know, like 120. <laughs> Jeez. Okay. It's probably like like a trip to the grocery store. What about for yours, food? Eli? Well, I guess we could talk about food. I, I'm still a little con- confused about what this threshold is. It's sort of ambiguous. I don't really understand. Where? What is the number on something that you buy where you won't? bad an eye at it oh um what is that threshold like basically anything beyond that threshold you start like going like why the fuck did i spend this much money i i feel like to me maybe like 47 anything over 47 i will question it a little bit and i'm throwing 47 as a random number out there my 120 was just so i didn't say 100 even um yeah at about at about 120 is when i start thinking um, and, and did I check m- more than just this one spot for whatever yeah. this thing is? You, I think under that 120, it's it's kind of a given of like I know I'm in the right store at the right time or the right yeah you know I'm on I'm on the right trail. But if it starts going farther than that, I want to make sure I'm not getting got. I I, I only hit that number you know like that 40 number because i feel as though anywhere above that number is when you start hitting variations on like the and i guess i'm sort of thinking of amazon right now you start to hit products that are comparable to each other with variances of like plus or minus 20 or more dollars like you you could look you can find something for 80 dollars and maybe find something comparable for 60 or something and and like as you go higher on that number um, the price starts to get a little bit more fixed maybe. Um, but at that point, if, if I'm spending over a hundred dollars, like I would like to do a lot more research on it. I'm not going to just like buy it. Um, unless if I knew full well that this is a product that, um, does is what it's intended and has the quality standards that I'm expecting and the reputation or something. What's your number, Peter? 
Uh, it has grown over the years. And I will comfortably say probably a thousand dollars is my threshold now before I start just like sitting on the idea for like months on end. Why? Why and or like why why did you get to that number? Is it because of just like house and tool purchases and stuff? Yeah. Just why things have changed? Yeah. I I feel like at that point, like you don't. What if this what what if this was a thousand dollars outside of your scope of understanding? You still wouldn't think yeah, twice I thought, about it? I thought you were asking, like, as far as research goes. Like, so are, you're going to say that without doing research? I was just saying, like, of just general threshold, what is your, like, number that you are okay with spending before questioning what you're spending it on, right? In terms of, of doing research, probably, like, a 100-something dollars is when I start definitely doing, like, deep dive into research. But, like, for... For my question, it's literally like a a thousand dollars is probably my comfort threshold. Maybe higher at this point, considering I just how much I paid for my fucking fence. Yeah, but like so you're, you're you're saying what at what number do you before you start getting like buyer's remorse? You can, no, more like you just second guess. Like, do I really need to do this? Like, why the fuck am I spending this much money? Right, like. You guys so, start talking yourself back into it. Yeah, basically. Even like, though you've uh, already decided. Yeah. So, like, buying furniture was, like, brand new furniture uh, initially. I see. was a lot. Um, like, just furnishing a fucking whole yeah. house, right? Okay. Um, I'll update my number to, like, 500 to 1,000 is when I, like, second guess it after the purchase. Okay. My number is still not that high. My other my other number was more for like researching stuff, but like to the point where I feel like weird with how much money I just spent on this thing. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. that provides use for me. Um yeah. I I still I mean hell, like even my fucking Pixel phone. Like after I bought it, I was like, "Uh, did I need this?" Yeah. But I I did need I did need it because the charge port blew out and the <laughs> there was no wireless charging so I was like well I'm I'm gonna just cash in this phone because I literally cannot use it and all Google wants is does this phone work and it's like yes it does <laughs> so right um but yeah so that was an easily easy justifiable um purchase but yeah I, I think I think five hundred ish five hundred to a thousand range is when I start questioning it a little bit I think I'm at that five hundred range. And again, it also depends on what it is. So, like right now, I'm yeah. contemplating getting a second guitar. Oh, a, like a second good acoustic guitar. Yo, that's the, a good investment, though. Yeah, I for for you definitely. For I me, agree. I would definitely second guess why I bought that. Yeah, I would definitely <laughs> like me personally. I'll be like, why the fuck am I even considering this right now? Do I really want to learn this? Yes, I do. Hangs in the in the wall for forever. <laughs> Never to be touched agree, again. But here's the difference. It, it's it's. I, I want to make the comparison to like vi- your video game stuff, but I still don't even play guitar that much. Like I might pick up my guitar once a week. I mean, if that's... I do, I'm playing for a good chunk of time, but it's, it's okay. It's like once a week. So, and so there's nowhere to put this thing. There's, and my, my, my hang up now is that it, do I just go get another one? I only have the the one acoustic that I've had since I've turned 21, and it was a gift. 
So do I go spend $400 on the one that's just going to be a second guitar that gets scratches the itch, gets me to play a little bit more, but it's not exactly the one that I want. The one that I want is twice that. So mm. here's, here's to only touch it once a week to put it into perspective for you. And I think Eli thinks the same way in terms of getting video games, right? A video game historically has always been $60 a game, single player, multiplayer, whatever it is. And the way I quantify it is if I can play, and it depends on the game, but roughly like call it 30 hours of that video game, then I'm, I'm specifying it down to, all right, it was $2 an hour. And then you can kind of translate it to like, okay, if I had $2, what would I have done in an hour with that time? Right. And it, uh, I, the best example would be like um, a game that Eli and I play a lot, League of Legends. It's a free to play game, right? You don't have to pay anything at all to play this game. You can pay for cosmetic stuff, but this is probably the longest running game that I have played ever. Yeah. I've been playing it since 2010. I think I started in like 2012, right? So I have basically the entire lifetime of the game played. I, I tracking the hours. I don't remember what it is, but like collectively, oh, oh look, I up. have put in, I think like a thousand dollars into the game. But just saying it like that, it's like, holy shit, you spent a thousand dollars on a video game. But taking that number and dividing it by the years, I've spent a hundred dollars on the game a year. No, I think we've, I th- you've told us that. I think we've mentioned yeah. that actually on an earlier podcast. And I agree with that, that that makes sense. The difference in my mind here on this one is that I already have a working acoustic guitar that allows right. me to play. So I'm getting but a redundant acoustic guitar. Is Why, it redundant though? Like what are the differences between the two guitars, right? One was a gift. Yeah. One would be something you're getting with your own money, right? So it's like, arguably better. Right? Yeah, argue, arguably better than the other one. So it's not like, in my head. It's not. I went to pick out the one, like the. It was from my uncle. He came with me. He's like, pick out whatever you want. The one that you want is the one that we'll get. So that's the first one. That's the one that I have. It's honestly, it's got more memories for me than just a new one would. Well, I mean, uh, that's that's a, that's a tough argument to make, right? It's a brand new thing versus something you've had for years. Like you, you can't really compare it like that. No, I agree, but th- this is where I'm trying to just establish the difference between a new video yeah. game, which is going to be a new thing, to another, a new acoustic guitar. It's, I mean, it's well, still this, an acoustic guitar. This guitar looks different, right? Does it look nice? Uh, it does look nice. Like, it's a little you, smaller. That's the you, part that I like about it. They're both acoustic you, electrics. This one's just going to be smaller in size. Do you uh, aspire to have like a, a nice collection like in a room one day? No. No? Okay, so you're just looking at a guitar for functionality and you like the gift one, so why why would you want to buy this other one? That's I mean that's the thing is is I go back and forth of I would want a second <clears throat> one. I want a smaller one that I can take with me. It's it's easier to move around with. Yeah. It's, it's uh easier to take if I want to go plug in and play somewhere. It's easier to take on trips. And also, it's just a secondary guitar to kind of, like, toggle back and forth on. I have an electric. I just never plug it in and play it. I just like the acoustic better. So that's the mindset of doing that. Also, you get a new thing. You play the new thing. You get a re-spark of dopamine. Gets you excited about it again. But the problem that most people have is that they 
only focus on getting their next guitar yeah. to get them inspired to keep playing and then they end up with six guitars and they can't afford it or they don't have the space for it so they got to sell one or two of them or and they get into that whole thing i don't really have that problem where i need to have 10 of them it's been like, 10 years and i'm considering getting a second so i have all but talked myself into doing it now yeah, it's, it's really just different uh, with acoustic versus electric wait. guitars though right because Electric guitars, the reason why you get different ones is like it might be different pickups, pickup positions, and things like that. The wood it's made of. I mean, I, I would imagine an acoustic guitar, the wood that it's made of would change the sound as well. No? Yep. Yep. The wood that it's made of out of uh, different brands have different um, nuances to them. So there's slightly different sounds. I mean, most of that comes from your the depth of the actual box on the guitar. Yeah, and the, the strings, strings you're using yep. and the pick you're using plus your picking style. I've, I've, there's little nuances here and there. So I guess Here's, what style of music would you play anything different on this newer, potentially new acoustic guitar versus your existing one? Like would I, you pick up Spanish I, music for some reason? No, I'm not going to pick up Spanish music for some reason. <laughs> but I... <laughs> m- I, here's what I'm going to say. No, when I first get it, it's going to be the exact same stuff I already know how to play. I will be trying out on there. What I don't know what might happen is I might find that I like certain songs better on one versus the other, but that's not exactly going to change anything. I'm still going to be playing the same songs on both. And also, wouldn't it be beneficial for you to have two guitars? Because you can have one... Uh, tuned a specific way and the other one tuned a different way. I feel like, yep, I could. I like I, but again, I'll be I'll be toggling back and forth on this. This is this is exactly the process that went through my head when you asked, <laughs> like, what at what threshold do you not do this? <laughs> what we're doing right now. I, I think and, we're missing one important thing for you, Tom. Though, like this this is one of your biggest hobbies, right? Uh. Besides no, running this was. Right a, now, right? I was gonna say, besides running in general and formally yeah. drinking, and oh, formally is, but, drinking. But I mean, in reality, things, yeah, I was doing that more there, than right? the once a week. So yeah. <laughs> say it again, Elias. So so aside from those things, like that, that was. This is still like one of your top hobbies, right? Yeah. Yeah. So like, you know, you got till oh. what eighty four to live. <laughs> um. Are you going to ever think back and just be like, damn, I, I kind of wish I had the convenience and luxury of like having that guitar to like play at least once or something. Yeah, I, I was going to go know? into that too, where there's like two points I want to make here. One Knock on wood. Is, I, I don't actually mean that you're going to be till 84. I'm just throwing that out there. <laughs> no, that's, well, that's one, an early, potentially an earlier episode. I don't know when that's getting released, yeah. but. Um, you could potentially give one of those to your kids. No? Sure. Like a past, like or the original one, even like that's that's on you, right? But I just would, throwing out as as an option. I would and start, second, I would start thinking along those lines if I went for the one that was twice, two or three times, the one that I was actually looking at that made me kind of go back and forth. Then it would and, be like this is heirloom level shit. I'd be gentle with it and everything like that. I'm not exactly looking for something to be super gentle with. Like I'm kind of looking at the lower end pricing because. I, I don't know what's going to happen to it. There's toddlers running around. And second, what, in regards to those toddlers again, what if one day they want to learn and like play with you? 
would you just get a guitar at that point? Like just push it out till then instead? I have learned from myself and from my younger cousins that they get their own separate guitar. They get the $5 on eBay guitar <laughs> because they will beat the shit out of it. <laughs> and the running joke, <laughs> the running joke, the high strings, the running joke with us is that uh, my uncle was the first one to get a guitar. And it was, it was basically that. Uh, it was high strings, callus maker, we, we nicknamed it. And it got worse and worse as, every year as you played it. At one point, his dog had chewed a hole in half of it, <laughs> and he used he used like gorilla glue to patch the hole and then sanded it down. Like it was, I still have it, and it's uh, it's got stories. But that is the running joke: is like you gotta cut your teeth on that for, before you get the nice one. So that was me getting the one at twenty one was getting the nice one because I had been playing on that callus maker for so long. So now I've got younger cousins. They don't have that one because that, I'm hanging on to that one. But they get their own $20 guitar that they practice with to see, is this something you actually want to continue doing? Or is this, you know, your your phase of when you're younger and you don't actually, uh, you're not going to follow it. And if you do, then you get the nicer one. Okay. I think ultimately I know I'm going to get another guitar. I don't know exactly yeah. which one it's going to be. I think that there's so much going on right now in that I know that I am yeah. X amount of time away from finishing the basement where I'm at right now and having some more space in that regard. But also, not long after finishing the basement, I'm hoping to move to a larger place that has more space that would allow me to have a spot to put another guitar. Because right yeah. now, I do not have that space. And and I think back to our whole original thing... Um, with like your comfort level for purchasing if you have second thoughts you should personally be for me like even like yeah. yeah like car sales like if you have second thoughts like before you even buy it don't just don't even do it yeah like the there, there will be a time when you're just like no. yes yeah you're, you're gonna there's gonna be a day when you're just like fuck it yes i will buy this and that will be the day that you can come back on this podcast and say what that number was and <laughs> <laughs> and yeah <laughs> i and i will the only thing is now you just threw another thing in there for me which was the car purchase yeah. um i if i don't almost like mentally give in after doing the car purchase i would drive myself crazy on being like am i am i missing out on some deal or am i not i, I cars to me You're are completely set on a deal <laughs> Cars to me are a completely different discussion altogether in regards, right? Like, yeah. L- l- let me throw throw it this way: um, you're doing your basement, right? Mm-hmm. I've obviously done mine, and the reason why my number is so high is because the amount of times I went into Home Depot and walked out with a thousand dollar receipt. Oh yeah, and I just fucking was like, I need to, I needed to spend this, and then I just got comfortable with it. I'm like. The last time I went to Home Depot, I only spent $150. I was like, oh, wow, that was it? <laughs> yeah. Like, the, yeah. The whole, that's that's why I'm asking because, like, pushing that threshold gets scarier and scarier each time because, like, I'm looking at office chairs right now because working yeah. from home a lot more frequently, it's like, I want to get a nice chair at this point. And I'm looking at Herman Miller chairs. And the chair <laughs> I'm looking at is a fucking $2,000 chair. And I'm like, do I fucking need this chair? not the logitech one is it 
no 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 it's their ver it's their or the collaboration direction. one it's That's not the I collaboration mean. one no oh, okay. the collaboration one's garbage <laughs> and i i when i was looking at it i turned to amanda and i'm like do i need a two thousand dollar office chair she's like why not i'm like what do you mean why not she's like you're you sit in that chair like all day when you're working from home like if it's going to yeah. be comfortable like spend the money i'm like yeah that's that's everyone else's justification for it but i'm like do i want to spend two thousand dollars on a fucking chair when like in reality or comparison for me i could spend two thousand dollars on like more pieces to my love sack couch i bet if you oh that's a pretty good argument yeah but right? but you do sit in your chair a lot I, i'd want to be comfortable it's the, the question it's, is, is it going to be comfortable? <laughs> yeah, that's that's my biggest question, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Peter, it, this is, I don't know how to describe this, but we've done it already twice. It's it's not the, can I justify it? It's the, am I going to be okay with having done it? Like, I, like I, if there's any feeling that you're like, I didn't really need to spend $2,000 on a chair, then that's that doubt. Don't do it. Or don't do it yet. Like, keep going until you feel comfortable. That's where I'm at right now, and it seems like that's where you're at now too with the guitar, right? It's just like it's only a matter of time, and yeah. part part of it, and I'm sure you're the same way. Is I don't ever spend money on myself that frequently, but when I do, it's like a good chunk of change, right? Like this year, I rebuilt my entire computer, and that was a couple grand, but. Prior to that, I've just been kind of upgrading like a part here and there. And then I just basically decided, I'm like, why continue doing this when I can literally just like do one big thing that'll just keep me going for a couple of years again, instead of like adding up all that and having it eventually being like over the cost of a, of, of a full rebuild. Yeah, I, I truthfully, I don't spend um, money at all. So especially not on myself, but yeah. I'm often figuring out of do i really need this or is it a is it a luxury and if it's a luxury then it's just i i don't need to do it and i've talked myself out of a good handful of things that probably are just fine i just think about it too much and then end up walking away from it out of uh frustration but i need to get better about doing that like running shoes probably is something that i could be investing more money in but yeah. for right now, I am running fairly fast, doing well, rocking Skechers. And it's almost turned in my head. You, you deserve proper running shoes, I think, especially yeah. if you're trying to run the Chicago Marathon. Like, that by itself should have been the justification to get nice running shoes. Like, you, you know that feeling you get when you, you, you think your shoes are fine and then you try on other shoes and you're like, holy shit, I've been missing out. Yeah, because it's like you've been wearing the same shoes for years and they were worn down as fuck. No, no, no. See, that's the difference. You <laughs> Shoes only have a certain amount of miles on them. So yeah. nicer shoes might get you a little bit more miles, but you still have to replace those. Like I'm still replacing shoes twice a year. Yeah. So that's my, that's my other thing. So if I have to replace this shoe anyway because I'm certain, putting so many miles on it, why am I replacing the expensive shoe so many times why am i not the other one works just, just fine make the other ones work just shoes fine. your 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 marathon shoes i've thought about that i've thought about getting the shoes and then breaking them into the point that they're comfortable and then just only wearing them whenever it's time to go do a race um and uh, i if everything stays the way that it is right now and with more races that i've been doing then i might be inclined to do that 
that might be ha- that might be my first step into getting expensive shoes. Uh, honestly, I've secretly been just enjoying being the guy that's in Skechers and winning. That's just been like a funny thing to me that mm-hmm. I kind of want to keep going. <laughs> what I'm hearing <laughs> between all three of us is that we're all super frugal on ourselves. <laughs> But when we're willing to spend the money, we spend the fucking money. But I'll spend the money, yeah. I mean, the basement and going into the Home Depot, uh, it was off-putting the first time that those that, that receipt came out to be over $1,000. Uh, but I can't say that I still didn't walk out of there second-guessing myself to be like, is this right? Am I... Am I- should I be doing this or did, is that way too much? Is mm-hmm. this way? And then I really had to be like, no, you got to spend money to make money and to do this basement correctly. You need to, I don't know, have a bathroom, have cabinets. So <laughs> my most recent purchase was the, the new Mark four Prusa printer that came out. And the only justification were like such small things, but <laughs> Yeah, and so yeah. you you asked us <laughs> if we wanted your Mark III, and then you told us how much you wanted for it. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm down, yeah. right? Because that number is under my threshold. And I turned around, and I told Amanda, and I'm like, like, hey, oh, this is fine. Yeah, basically. And I told Amanda, I'm like, hey, Eli is selling his 3D printer. This is how much he wants for it. She's like, you don't need a 3D printer. I'm like, but the one price day that you it, will, right? And I'm like, but the price that it normally is is this. And this is what Eli's wanting for it. And she's like, you don't need a 3D printer. I'm like, so? She's like, what are you going to print? I'm like, something. That's the thing. It's like the, even my situation with the upgrade. Semantics. It's like, I don't, I really don't need that upgrade. Like argue, because this printer, the Mark III is totally fine. This printer works fine. It's just the upgrades on the Mark IV are just better and will still probably provide the same outcome as the Mark III, but I just want it. <laughs> so but so here's is, a question This is you, your though. main hobby, though, right? To bring it back to your comment to me. Yeah. I mean, this is yeah, your I, main hobby, short of, yeah. I mean, lifting, I which I don't even know if you spend any money on going the, to the gym. My, my bit, the, I think the biggest selling point to me was the up, upgraded motors and the, um, there, there's a draft mode, uh, which uses more filament but speeds up print time significantly especially if you're like prototyping and you know this thing cuts down like a one hour print to like 20 minutes or something um but unfortunately i don't think the firmware even supports that feature yet which is sort of funny because they're like kind of selling on that point but it's like not even available yet ironically so my my question to you is why didn't you just do the upgrade package for the mark three because the the cost the cost to the the leftover parts like one kind of made me feel bad and then two didn't make sense um it, it was like a mixture of both because uh so like the the mark IV kit is uh i think it's 850 or 800 um and the mark three so so you can up there's multiple upgrade options i, I don't remember the specific numbers but basically if I wanted to upgrade my existing Mark III to a Mark IV, I would have to, to a full complete upgrade because you can do partial upgrades. If I did a full complete upgrade, it would have been uh, like $500 or something, right? Um, I think that, that gave me like new motors um, and other critical components. Uh, I think upgrades to the extruder. Um, but the parts that I'm swapping out are me swapping out parts on the Mark III that are perfectly functional 
So now I'm going to have all these components that at work, but I'm not even going to be using them anymore. So now I just have like these spare parts lying around and like no one else to really like give it to necessarily. Um, and then I would get the complete upgrade. Whereas, you know, that was, that's like a $500 upgrade. Whereas I could spend, you know, 800 and then maybe sell the Mark three complete or I don't, I don't remember what I said, like 400 or something. So now, now for $400, I'm getting, my Mark IV, no wasted parts. Um, you know, I'm still throwing out hundreds of dollars, but um, arguably I'm being more green, I guess. I, I guess that's the point. It's like, it's more green, I think, to buy the full kit and then kind of hand me down the, the old one to somebody else, so to speak, without having like wasted components that just can't be used that are perfectly viable. So you're trying to be tech limit your tech landfill footprint yeah because like I, that would suck like there, there's all these motors and stuff that like could be used for a whole other printer um i don't know if i was like really into 3d printing where i'm like building my own machines maybe i'd consider just doing the upgrade and then like frankensteining my own printer but i don't know it didn't make sense to me to like go that route I think gotcha. that you were I think that you were more working your way backwards from I already know I'm going to get the new one. So am I am I better just go ahead and get the whole new one and then be able to do a hand me down and not really care about that excess money or am I going to go the route of doing the least like amount a of default money upgrade yeah 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 I think I think in your mind you already knew you wanted the new one because it's the hobby and then now you are offsetting that buyer's remorse by well how can i make this yeah you know net positive they, they in a way that makes me feel good so it makes you right. feel better to actually hand off a full working system as opposed to now being left over with a pile of bits yeah exactly which is awesome yeah because i looking probably would have only looked at dollar amount and chucked yeah. the bits in the bin I, I did look at it a dollar amount and then and then I saw what's gonna happen to like my old machine and I don't know, it didn't look pretty to just upgrade it. I'd rather hand it off to somebody else. Perfectly good machine. Like had no problems with oh, I've had problems with it, but I fixed that, so Did anybody has anybody taken you up on Yeah. Uh it's either Peter or Bert. Um Oh, okay. But we're still I, I think the pricing might fluctuate depending on certain factors of like market rate or whatever but um but yeah i, I kind of threw out multiple that, messages to people to see Peter's like who threshold. really wants it yeah <laughs> peter <laughs> i just do paid, i have the machine for you that's under one thousand dollars <laughs> i just paid for a fence rebuild i am not going to give you a thousand dollars for a 3d printer i'll just buy my own mark four at that point <laughs> nah, like, don't fuck? let him don't let amanda influence you now no 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 this is under a thousand yeah so it's the ah. mark four <laughs> well this one's built <laughs> i can buy you the wanna... built one hey man oh wait actually no that one's over a thousand is it yeah i think it's a thousand fifty plus uh plus uh shipping which i think is another fifty and tax, which I think with Illinois would be another, what, 8% or something? Another, like, 50-ish. I can get a Mark III that's already assembled for under a thousand. Uh, yeah. But I'm selling mine for 
I don't remember the number I said, 400. I'm honestly still trying to justify that myself. Like, I'm open to purchasing it from you, but I'm like... Hey, I mean, by all... Uh, <laughs> talking about this on the podcast, by all means, don't feel pressured. Oh, I'm, no, I'm, I'm not feeling pressured at all. I'm literally just like, what the fuck would I press? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the same thing. That's the same situation I'm sort of in, but when I can print i am a happy person yeah it's like you have the convenience of having yeah like my most recent one was that uh that socket wrench case that i made oh yeah designed and made like you know i modeled it in the computer i was able to print it and like watch my creation come to life it was the best feeling ever but i I also that's the best feeling that everyone should experience i also told myself that i kind of (laughs) wanted well i guess you guys already did twice inverted um (laughs) resin printing ones uh-huh because i think they're fucking cool as shit if you find if you find more more utility out of high quality prints for like if you're doing like miniatures or something like that um or maybe even jewelry um or other scenarios where you require uh good surface finishes then yeah go go for the resin if, if i could do resin or have a resin printer i i would i just don't have the space for it because you gotta you know it's not just a resin printer you gotta get a curing machine and then you have to have space for like washing um with alcohol and stuff um it's just a a process and you need ventilation too so you're telling me i can't just put it in the basement and be okay um i think you could um i I think a lot of these resin printers actually have like built-in like little mini filters but because i'm in a condo apartment no, I wouldn't say it's the best for me to have that printer here. <laughs> I right. also literally just don't have the space because you got to have one of those curing stations too. Um, but I think FDM printers um, or just like filament-based printing is perfectly viable for um, all-encompassing like part generation, um, and you can you can change you can you can change the surface finish of those prints too. Like you can use a sander or like a small Dremel or something and just like clean up the whole surface, um, paint it and actually make, you know, a pretty good quality finished part with whatever you're doing. But if you're making like miniatures, I I keep saying that, but like when you're making miniatures for Dungeons and Dragons or something, you're not going to have a good time with an FDM printer. You're going to have a bunch of lines. Uh, it's not going to be as pretty as a resin printer. Um, and then when you're painting and stuff, it's just going to suck. I've never played Dungeons and Dragons. I did once. It was interesting. I'd like to play. Actually, I, I might be playing again soon. Um, you guys do know that I, 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 I have like books. Well, I shit. Have, uh, I have. Six I have edition. books too. What are you talking about? I have six edition rule books and stuff like that. Like we could play. <laughs> oh, you've well, got Dungeons and Dragon books. I was like, that's the weirdest yeah. thing you've ever said. I, I've my never played Dungeons and Dragons. You're like, hey, I got tapes. My brother-in-law is looking to play. Do you Maybe need books to play you, Dungeons and Dragons? How do you need books? It. Uh, it's basically it's rule books and stuff like that, and it um, creatures, uh, character skills, and stuff like that. It's I mean it's all online as well, but it's just like part of it is part what? of it is of um, playing Dungeons and Dragons is having like the physical books because playing in person and stuff. Like that. It's like setting setting the story, and then uh-huh. everything else is improv in a way. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like the book sets you like sets you straight when you start like diverging a little bit. Uh-huh. Oh, so each book is a different game, like it's a different no. starting so point, and you roll the dice to fill it out. <laughs> so you you can play curated 
adventures, right? Those are straight from the book. But uh, if you've played long enough, you probably played through them already. And it basically, whoever your your dungeon master is, or the person who has all the imagination to create the story, introduce the characters and everything, they can do their own little story. But instead of creating everything from scratch, they can pull snippets of lore and loot, um, enemies and stuff like that from the books. Like there's one book specifically that's like the monster guide where it's literally every single monster, their stats, how what they kind of look like and everything across all of the different editions and books. Um, certain books have different character classes and things like that. And it's like, just think about it as an expansion on a game um, and things like that. There's, okay. there's also the player's handbook, which is the one that you as a player should have access to so that you can look up what things do. Like your character, your abilities, stats, and things like that. That in itself feels like an endless wormhole. Oh, it's a very deep rabbit hole. Eli, that print is really fucking cool. The honeycomb storage, I like that. Ooh. Oh, yeah. See, and then on top of like designing your own stuff and making it come to life, you go online and see what other people have made and make that stuff come to life so that you can use it yourself. That's, it's that's really fun. what I thought you and Ken were going to use the printing for mostly. When, when you guys were in the... That Polk... Yeah. yeah 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 and you pulled it up and showed me you were like oh you can just go grab these designs there yeah. there's a whole network of people that are actively <laughs> yeah. trying to make these so that they can put them out there so but do you know what eli does instead he makes the little wall street pets dude holding a giant <laughs> fucking diamond i still have that somewhere he printed me out of batman bust yeah <laughs> There you go. Yeah, this honeycomb. That's a good cool. shit. Like, if I had a 3D printer, I'd probably spend a lot of my time doing that, just redoing the um, the pegboard wall downstairs. This is exactly what I was gonna say. This is what you should do with that pegboard. Is put on maybe like a you know in a upper quarter of it, you could do this, and this is could also be how you put up shelves. I think we talked about shelves. The last yeah, time. I mean, how, if I wait, had a house, I'd probably dedicate time to do this. But yes, how the actual mounting or the is the is the black portion of this all one piece how does that all go no, i imagine it's, you it's do multiple, that in sections yeah it's multiple pieces and then it's just the way that it's shaped and designed that you can just get all the, the edges mm. together and look seamless you can yeah, but, uh, how, do they snap the... in no you probably have to fasten it so like if you click it and then you see the makes and you click the photo of the white one it's four different hex like grids essentially that you all get together and then there's anchoring pieces if you look carefully you can see them yeah so you just position them how you need mm -hmm. no glue or anything mm -hmm. you just mount it into the wall yep cool what's what i'm very appreciative of is um prusha starting this printables website they uh they incentivize designing uh and uploading like files onto their site so if you if you reach certain milestones like uh, like on a per upload basis like the number of likes you get and the number of downloads if you meet certain milestones they uh, they reward you with uh, like points within the website and when you reach certain number of points you can spend that on more filament in their store 
Oh. So it's sort of like a nuanced like currency method um, of making money on here. But uh, I think it's really cool that they reward creators for their work <laughs> in this way. Someone made this. Taco <laughs> Bell. Oh my god. Taco Bell bag this. vase. I think I'm going to make this. Wait, they scanned it? What is this lab? Did you see? Did you look at all the pictures? Uh-huh. This guy used a 3D scanner in like a lab to do this. <laughs> that has to be college lab. <laughs> oh my gosh. That is a very industrial lab. It's amazing. Oh, someone put their succulent in there. Oh, what yeah. a great idea. That's so cool. I think I'm going to print this out. Put some tacos in there. Someone made a print so that it's actually a flexible bag that you can fold over and squeeze. Oh my God. Yeah, there's some pretty cool stuff that people make out there. See, and then and then and then you have stuff like this that's actually like functional. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Drawer divider support, non-destructive. <laughs> I can't. It won't show the picture because it's a not safe for work thing. But just read the URL. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. Uh, you should print that. I'm going to click this. What is this? See, the thing is, when you when you download, when like when you're logged in and download slash print stuff, it, it like keeps it on your account. I don't I don't know if there's a way to like delete it. <laughs> so you can see like what other stuff that people have printed, which is really funny. <laughs> Oh, these would be interesting. See, these would be good for resin. Like you, <laughs> so you would get you some could get top the quality surface finish. Yeah, that's great. What's this other one that you like? Oh, that's what that is. Yeah, I, I was thinking it was something else, but was a little confused. <laughs> I like the drawer dividers. That actually, the next time, Elias, you're, dude, asking me for. Print me this. You want drawer dividers? No, what I just linked. Huh? Print me what I just linked. <laughs> oh my god, I think this is going to take a really long... How big is this? I don't know, it looks Yo, huge. Yo, this thing slow. is huge. This is going to take hours, but this, this would be fun. Scale it, scale it down. It doesn't have to be that big. Like, no, 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 it's, it has to be this big. <laughs> Wait, did you see the smoke image? Dude, these are like professional photos that they did of it. Like... Fully posable? Oh. Like, what the fuck? This is gold. Tiny I think we're thunder. diverging a little bit. We're, like, looking at links and talking about it, but everyone listening is going to be like, what? <laughs> yeah, that's actually a good point. We're not meant to actively go down the rabbit holes. Yeah. Sorry, everyone. Recording. <laughs> we didn't even talk that much about rabbit holes. I did think of a couple, though, when we mentioned the hoof thing, because there was also, like, the, <coughs> the pimple popper. Oh yeah, I've seen those. Yes. Have you yeah. have you ever seen the teeth cleaning ones? Uh, no. <laughs> My current is the ear cleaning ones. The ear Yo, cleaning ones. Some people ones. have some really nasty mouths. That's so the ear cleaning one though. I keep making it make sense in my head that they maybe were just slowly losing their hearing, and that's what finally prompted them to go in and then find out that <laughs> they have. Even though yeah. on video it's so zoomed in, it looks like a bunch <coughs> of dunk. It's really not that it's much. It's not that much. When no. you look at some of these 
videos of, of getting the calculus taken off of the teeth, it is a hefty chunk of yeah. nasty shit on their teeth. I don't understand uh, how it gets to that point. Apparently, yeah, it's I'm, genetics. Like some some people are predisposed to like get like cal uh, what do you call it like plaque buildup in the mouth and on teeth like more so than other people. I was talking to my I, dentist about that. I would believe that you're more prone to getting, you know, buildup, but I can't, it's still, they have to be actively ignoring it as right. it gets to yeah. that when level. It, when it gets to that point, I, yeah, I agreed. So like on top of being predisposed to having large amounts of <coughs> like plaque buildup, they also just don't have good oral hygiene and it gets really bad like that. It's so fucked. It, like it's worse when they like rip that off and then like the tooth is like decaying underneath and it's like now you gotta fix that the the person's breath is probably terrible like while you're doing it oh yeah honestly i just feel bad for like either the lack of education or like the potential torture of this person you know like i don't even know if they like smell it that's the other thing or do they ignore it i don't know who knows what the problem is but yeah it's terrible when it it gets that bad how often do you guys go to the dentist? Uh, you're supposed to go once twice. every six months. Yeah, you're supposed every to go twice months, a year. Right? Okay. Yeah. I haven't been in a minute because honestly, the kid being born was. I was supposed to go in October, but I canceled that appointment because of the kid. Yeah. I haven't been since April last year. I, I was just of, thinking of like I I need to make an appointment soon. They um, you guys have metal fillings? No, not anymore. No. Yeah, I got. I think I got a couple. Um, but they, they basically totally phased out of using metal fillings just for those MRI machines. But, um, I was talking to one of my friends who's a, one, like a tech worker, I think for one of these machines. Um, he told me a story how someone like came in, uh, and they like neglected to check if he had like metal teeth because basically he, or like a certain type of metal in his teeth because, uh, he was like a certain age um when they like used it but like it was so long ago that they didn't like expect it so you know worse goes to worse they they, you know turn on the mri machine and basically it takes that dude's tooth and just rips it and just circulates in the dude's skull and uh you know mashed everything up sadly terrible that is that's a lawsuit and a half yeah those MRI machines, man. The number of accidents that have probably like happened with them. Dangerous fucking, stuff. Fucking magnets, man. Yeah. Those MRI machines also have to be in a fully lead-lined room that's like foot thick, like walls and shit like that, concrete. Yeah. Oh, that's true. I've never thought about that. Yeah. yeah. I had a project. Uh, it was a vet uh, building, and they had an MRI machine, and it's literally like built like a fucking safe. Reminds me, didn't uh oh that was that was something else, wasn't it? Fast and Furious. They used like a <laughs> giant magnet to like destroy data in like a police station. You guys remember what I'm talking about? Uh-uh. Uh, well, I mean I haven't watched a Fast and Furious since like the fourth. What? Tom. God damn. Oh my gosh, it <laughs> that's so funny. It wasn't Fast and Furious, it was breaking bad. Uh, I forgot about that. Well, you lost us there. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember what they what they used to do it. They they took one of those like uh trash like magnet things and then just Sorry. like 
jacked up the power output on it or something, and then uh, basically, spoiler alert, they they ended up using it trying to like wipe data in like a um, in like a computer that was like being held up in a police station or something. What, what the fuck is this? <laughs> I'm sorry. I was still scrolling and I saw that. I'm like, what the fuck is that? How is that a hexagon fidget? <laughs> and then you click it and it's actually what it is. But it's uh, just for some he, reason one of the comment photos was the thumbnail. He showed his mistake. Yeah, because there, there's so many like, uh, you see how it works. Like there's a very tight gap between uh -huh. each line. And if, you're, if your bad adhesion isn't good, then you're probably going to get that spaghetti is what they call it. <laughs> Just a bunch of filament spitting out. Yeah, I just thought it was funny scrolling past and seeing that was what the <laughs> That's funny. Look. All right, what do we think? Yeah, I think we're good. Good time All to right. stop. Take us out. One hour in. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Um, yeah, just, uh, I guess, email us if you have any ideas. Uh, subscribe, rate, review our channels on all the <coughs> different platforms. And uh, I hope you're enjoying what you're listening to. See you. Have a good one. Bye.